The future beckons us to build a great church, making North and South America one. Our future is as bright as the promise of God. These were the words of our first pastor back in 1926. And ever since, they have served as words of clarity and vision for the people of Christ's journey. From our first pastor to our current pastor, the mission to help people find and follow Christ has never changed as we continue to learn how to speak new languages and harness new technology. Communication once thought impossible is now in the palms of our hands, which gives new meaning and fresh perspective to being the hands and feet of Jesus in our world. Our backyard is no longer just Coral Gables or even South Florida. Our backyard extends across the country, over the oceans and around the globe. It's no exaggeration to say that you were created to change the world. In 2019, we're often reminded that people are still dying. Lives are still in the balance. Families are still on the brink. And eternity is still at stake. These realities pulse in us as the heartbeat of why we do what we do. And we do it together. The mission to help people find and follow Christ has never changed from our first pastor to our current pastor. But it's been during the leadership of our current pastor that we've seen technology really, really change. And that's been under Pastor Bill's leadership. Another thing that I've had the opportunity to watch Pastor Bill do is make disciples. And we get, to, we get to watch and make disciples together as we participate in his weekend teachings, his Bible teachings. But what you may not get to see is how he makes disciples in the office on Mondays or on Tuesdays, how he shares his leadership. He shared it with me and he shared it with many others. And so we're gonna hear from some of those others now. They're my friends, they're my coworkers, they are fellow leaders, and we call them our campus pastors. So I've asked the campus pastors to come and talk through the milestones of the Christ journey, to find Christ, to grow in family, to share our gifts, and to live with purpose. Actually, Kendall, your, cam your campus pastor is with us today. We're first going to hear from Pastor Ralph from our Kendall campus, and then we're going to hear from Carlos Fojo from Church Online, but he's going to deliver his message on video because right now he is making sure that our stream is working to online and to our campuses. And then we'll hear from your campus pastor here at Coral Gables, Ryan Reed. So would you join me in welcoming our Kendall campus pastor, Rafael Tengia. Well, good morning, everyone. It is such an honor to finally be on this side of the camera and to get to visit all of you guys. But this morning is such a special morning, just like we were singing earlier. We're celebrating something big, 25 years of dedicated service for Christ. And Bill, that is something honorable, and as I stand up here, I just wanna say thank you. Um, you've not only helped me find and follow Christ, but you've helped many throughout the years find and follow Christ. And a little bit more about me, my personal testimony actually goes way, way back to when I was 10 years old, when I first came to this church. And the truth is that at that time, 
I dedicated my life to Christ, or so I thought, because what I was really focusing on were the religious rules and the hypocrisy that I had self-built. But throughout the years, I made bad decisions and drifted away from church. But who would know that 10 years later, someone that didn't deserve grace, that didn't deserve anything, God would place in this building once again. So about eight years ago, I walked into church and I sat down in the second row in the back because I figured if it gets too tough, I'm going to bail. I don't want to be here. But I sat, I worshiped, I listened to Bill's message, and 15 minutes into it, I bailed in tears, broken. But God had a bigger plan. He had someone that intervened right there as soon as I walked out the doors. And we were able to talk and get down to what the, the real root of the problem was. And it was me. I hadn't accepted Christ really in my life. But as I continue to grow in my relationship with Christ and partner with Bill to lead in Kendall, I realized that it's very important for us to realize that this is a gift that's been given to us. This is a gift that has been given to me, someone that doesn't deserve it. So I'm reminded about Paul and how he was constantly bringing trying to bring the church together through many, many books. And the one that stood out to me for this message was uh, from Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to read it together. It's verses 8 and 9. And it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So two things that stand out to me. Number one, I have to believe. I had to believe Christ died on the cross for me. For everything I did wrong, I will do wrong and may be doing wrong. Why do I have to settle on that truth? Because he gave his life for my salvation. He died on the cross, rose again, so I can have a personal relationship with God once again. The second thing I had to do was accept this truth. No longer making my own truth, but instead going to the word and saying, God, I believe in you, and may you open my eyes to your truth. May you open my eyes to your grace that is so undeserved. So church, as I stand up here, not only to thank Pastor Bill for the past 25 years, but the years to come, may God provide longevity for you and your ministry here at Christ's Journey. But let's join Pastor Bill to continue to find more so they can follow Christ. Because we need to lead them to the one at the center of all, the one that can only make changes in life, and that is Jesus Christ. So let's work together, church. And as we continue to bring this message worldwide, I want to introduce our, our campus pastor for Church Online, Carlos Fojo. So I'm going to cheat a little bit. I have our Christ Journey passport here, and it's really your passport to blessing. Uh, because really, when you go through it, uh, you're going to see that you will be blessed. And you're going to get a glimpse of all the milestones today that you can find in here or as you go through our growth track. And I really want to invite you and encourage you uh, to do that. It takes place at our Gables and Kendall campus every single Sunday. And so the one that I've been tasked with is grow in family. And, and here's the belief. The belief of growing in family is that Christ is 
first. That's how we grow. That's the essential ingredient to growth in this Christian life is that when Christ is first and you desire for him to be first in your life, you're going to see you will be blessed. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And really, all these things are referring to uh, the things that we kind of worry about, like money and finances and clothes and all these things that God knows that we need. And they'll be given, but it's, it's when you acknowledge that His kingdom come, right? His will be done. You know, I'm, I'm going to seek your righteousness first. One of the things I really admire, listening to over and over and over again, and I don't mind every time Pastor Bill says it, uh, first light, first choice. And it's something that he says in our leadership meetings, at our staff breaks. It's something he said from the platform and has even shown us a picture of where it takes place in his house. He has a lamp that's always on. And, and here's the thing, you know, I've been to his house and I've seen that lamp. It's, it's real. It exists. It's, it's actually there. It wasn't like photoshopped in when he showed us. Um, but it is an amazing thing that our senior pastor for these last 25 years, and even well before that, has been making his first light and first choice Christ and lead out of that. But, but well before Pastor Bill was doing that, Jesus was modeling this. I mean, he would often retreat to the mountains and get away with God and spend that time with the Father. He knew that he needed to be one with the Father to accomplish his kingdom and his will here on earth. And here's the thing though. You see, when we make our first choice, Jesus, it doesn't mean that now automatically all disastrous events go away. It doesn't mean that we're now shielded by all of the, the strange turns that life makes. No, it just means that now we have Jesus to go through it with. But the next part of growing in family is that we need each other. We, we need this togetherness. We need the family, the community of God to be able to rise up. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, uh, verses 9 and 10, this is the NLT. It says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And I've found myself in real trouble oftentimes. See, I've fallen alone and, and instead, what my tendency is to do is, is to retreat, go, go and isolate. I don't want people to know that I fell. But the truth is that in darkness, in isolation, I mean, that's where mold grows. That's where that yuckiness takes place. But in light, healing happens. There can be true hope found in light, in community. And I want to encourage you, that's where growth truly takes place in community centered around Jesus. And so I want to encourage you, I mean, that's part of the secret for lasting this long, and I'm sure Pastor Bill can tell you a whole lot more about it. Jesus is first, but also you need others 
around you that can help you, that can reach out, and that can point you to Christ. And that's the way we make it for the long haul. That's the way I know Pastor Bill has made it for the long haul. And that is even what got some of the most amazing and bravest believers that we have, their stories in scripture, go for the long haul. They grow in family. So Pastor Ryan, I'm gonna pass things off to you now. Gables Campus. I love you guys. I'm so honored to serve as your campus pastor. Kindle Campus, we love you. Um, I, uh, I am so honored to be standing here on this platform right now to just simply thank our pastor for serving for 25 years. And uh, as I think about how you shared your gifts with us over these last 25 years, um, I'm honored. I'm honored to have received them as I'm as I know all of you have received them as well, serve as gifts, as, 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 past, as your pastor, as uh, just his gifts of teaching, his wisdom. I first met Bill about 10 years ago. Uh, some of you know that I, I married a young lady who grew up in this church, and so when she and I started dating, we, uh, when I came and visited Miami, I came and visited this church, and so to some extent, if I'm totally honest with you, I still feel kind of starstruck that I, I even get to serve here. I, when I walk down the halls of this church and, and I think about some of the people that I met all the way back then, 10 years ago, um, I, I just feel honored to serve here, and she introduced me to Pastor Bill, and I remember feeling really nervous, like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting meeting Pastor Bill, this, this man who had been so formative in my wife's life and her family's life. And, uh, and so when I graduated from seminary a couple of years later and I started serving as a student pastor at a church in California, uh, I, there was an, an, an incident that happened in our student ministry that was a, a real tragedy that deeply impacted a lot of the students and the families that went to our church at the time. And within, within 10 hours, less than 12 hours after this incident happened, my phone rang, and it was from this unknown number from Miami. And so I called, I, I answered it, and it was Pastor Bill on the other end. And he, he just said to me, hey, I heard what happened in your ministry, and I just, I just wanted to offer a few words of encouragement for you that, that might help you through this. And uh, in those few moments, he, he ministered to my heart as an up-and-coming pastor. He gave me great words of wisdom to share with students and families. I was driving in the car, actually, when that happened, and I quickly pulled over, and I, I grabbed this old receipt that had been sitting, and I just started writing down notes of, like, what to share with, with the students and the families in that church. And I've never, I never forgot that, that this guy who, who leads a church of this size would think enough to call me, this young pastor who was uh, far away, and other than marrying a young lady from this church, really had no other connection to him or to this church at the time. And that meant so much to me. And that has formed me in how I share my gifts with other up-and-coming pastors and leaders and even young adults that I, that I serve with uh, within our church. Um, but I also want to share this story, too. As, as an up-and-coming preacher, um, a couple of years ago, Bill and I had an occasion to have dinner together. And I started picking his brain about how he how he goes through his preaching process, what he thinks about. And he said, he said to me, Ryan, I think about one thing. I ask myself one question every time I begin to write a message. And it's this, where am I on this triangle? A long time ago, uh, a scholar shared this with Bill, a scholar that, that I've read. We, we share a lot of, of books together, more, more him sharing books with me. Every now and then I'll come across a great book and I'll say, hey, Pastor Bill, have you read this? And he says, yeah. I've read that. 
And, uh, and so, so he was sharing with me this question that he thinks about every time he sits down to write a message. And he says, where are you on this triangle? Are you at the top of the triangle? Are you the sole voice? Do you, do you think of yourself as the sole voice for the church, the only person who can speak on behalf of God for the people? Or do you think about yourself on the bottom of this triangle? Do you think, you're, do you think of yourself as just one of, one of the people, a broken man who's just trying to share a good word, who's trying to bear witness to what Jesus has done in our lives? And he said, I want to always think about myself on the bottom of this triangle. And then he said, and if you want to be an effective preacher, you need to think about yourself on the bottom of this triangle too. And I said, yeah. And I was writing down notes furiously as he was thinking about. And, uh, but that, that just speaks, that speaks to me. And I think that's how we know our pastor. I, we know him as a man among the people, as a man who shares our sorrows, as a man who shares our burdens, as a man who, who shares in our joys and our sufferings, not as a guy who is set apart and stands aloof from all of that, but as a man who is with us in the midst of it himself. And that is why I am so thankful to call him my pastor. When I think about him, I think about this passage that Paul wrote to the letter in the, to the church in Corinth, which says this in chapter nine. Though I am free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. And I do this, and I want you to say this with me. I do all of this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Knowing this man as well as I do, that's what drives every decision that he makes. And it is a witness to me, and I know it has been a witness to so many of you. And together, we get to share in the blessings of this gospel that we hear every, that we hear every week and that we get to live out every single day. And so as we celebrate and honor and thank our pastor for his longevity and serving us and sharing his gifts with us, let us do that as we lift our eyes to Jesus together as we share in the blessings of Jesus together, and as we look forward to what the next 25 years in this church hold. Thank you, Pastor Bill. See what I mean? That doesn't happen without shared leadership. In fact, I've heard Pastor Bill refer to the campus pastors as an extension of the senior pastor's office on the campuses. And speaking of extension, our next two speakers are from out of town. They are surprise guests for Pastor Bill, uh, but they weren't always from out of town. In fact, they served faithfully as volunteers and then both of them as staff here at Christ Journey. And on a personal note, I will tell you that the arts ministry here at Christ Journey will be feeling the effects of their leadership for generations. And I'm going to give it away when I tell you that she started the dance ministry here and he started Christ Journey Church Online. Would you please welcome back home, Greg and Kay Gackle. Kay and I are honored to be here. Such a huge blessing. And we, we told ourselves we were not going to be a puddle of tears up here, although it might just happen, so I'm warning you. Um, Bill, we love you. Uh, words can't express in the five minutes I've been given to share as uh, so much of what you mean to us and our family and you and Lisa. Um, but you've taught us to obey scripture. And as awkward or uncomfortable you might feel in this day, First uh, Timothy 5 says that we are to give double honor to spiritual leadership in the church. 
In fact, especially to those who are preaching and teaching. And so Kay and I are here to doubly honor you, Bill, and to doubly honor you, Anna, and Lisa. And you've taught us so much, being marriage mentors in our life, what it means to be anchored, what it means to be steadfast, what it means to be unified in your mission together, even in a marriage. Um, and more than even what we're called to, we know that we are called from Christ, that we are called by him, that we are called to him, and that we're called for him. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge to try to figure out how we were going to fit all that we wanted to say in this short amount of time. So we didn't. But we did find a scripture that is central to how we have seen Christ and Bill and Lisa. And that is Matthew 9, 36 through 38. And it says, Jesus went through all of the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And so we're gonna pull out three things that were central when we think of Bill and his leadership that this, this scripture portrays. And the first thing is Jesus' teaching. You notice that wherever he walked, he brought the good news. Wherever he brought the good news, we saw hope and healing. And I don't know any pastor that unpacks God's scripture that is prayed through, that is discerned through, to show us the power of the living word in our lives, to show us the hope and the healing that God's word brings us. And not even more than that, I think about the quote where it says, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. That's not just about a speaking gift, but that we are all empowered to share the good news through what we do and what we say. The second thing we see is Jesus's compassion. So Jesus had been busy traveling and teaching and healing, and I'm pretty sure he was worn out at this point, and no one would have probably blamed Jesus if he wanted to take some time to rest after all of that work. But instead, when he saw the crowds, it says he had compassion on them. And I know that in Bill's many years of ministry, not even at just this church, but at all the places he's been gifted to serve, that he has had seasons where much was required of him. Yet Bill leaned into God's strength and he continued to lead with compassion. We have seen God's love compel Bill and Lisa in the way that they notice and they care for others. And I have seen one of the most amazing displays of compassion that I personally learned is the ministry of presence. Simply being present with someone in their time of need is a profound way to love the way that Jesus loved. And the third and final thing, just to unpack in this, is just Jesus' sense of urgency to the mission. You saw it. Whether he was tired, he still had eyes to see the kingdom opportunity ahead of him. And then he gathered the disciples, and he let them have eyes to see the kingdom opportunity in front of them. And you've heard it repeated because it's worth repeating. The urgency Bill brings to his daily time with God to understand that at first light, his first choice is to seek first. And then there's a lot. I mean, you see the tip of the iceberg, but I've seen it for years of what he goes into his planning for this weekend, how he prepares, how he thinks through every ear that is gonna listen to this message and how he needs to meet them at a felt need and show them Jesus. And week in and week out for all these years, laying it all on the field, like a fire in your bones, Bill, to preach God's word to these people. And that's what's been so powerful for us to see. Um, and the last thing is just truly understanding one of the things I just deeply and most personally miss in not being here um, is just the prayer times we've had. Because behind the scenes, this man is on his knees. He's weeping for you. He's weeping for this city. 
He's weeping for the world that we touch. He wholeheartedly believes that if you love your neighbor, you will reach a nation. And we understand that people are dying. Lives are in the balance. Families are in the brink. Eternity is at stake. And then he has eyes to send out the workers when he sees a harvest. And we are eternally grateful for the eyes um, and how we've been built up, trained up, loved up, and even sent out to God's work on mission. We love you. Yeah, thank you, Bill and Lisa, for the way that you have taught us and loved us so well. Congratulations on 25 years. I'm still sad that God had somewhere else for them to do ministry work, but I'm glad they got to be here and surprise you today, Pastor. Well, there's been a team of lay people that have been working on this weekend for quite a few months, and so it's appropriate that I get to introduce one of them to you now. This is the chair of our HR committee, and he's going to bring some comments on behalf of you, the church, and so please welcome Angel Almaguer to the platform. Woo-woo! Got a woo-woo. That was planted in the back. Thank you, Angie. And I just want to say thank you to our worship arts team that really put all of this together and honored Bill's wishes and you didn't want it to be about him and you've done a fantastic job. Um, I'm going to start out by sharing a little personal story myself. My wife Heather and I have been attending here for about 20 years. Uh, We've decided to raise our daughters here. They're 16 and 13 and really with a lot of help. So shout out to student ministry and all of you that have poured into them. But I still remember the first time that I heard Bill preach. I don't remember what he said, but I do remember exactly how I felt because it felt to me something that was so dramatically different than anything that I felt in my life, and I grew up in the church. I felt like he was talking to me, and it really, the message was targeted at me that day, and I was looking around and said, this is kind of weird. Then I came back, and it was the same thing, and I came back, and I came back, and then I got baptized up here, and here we are 20 years later, so thank you. Personally, let me say thank you for that, Bill. Now, on behalf of all of you, on behalf of the Gables campus, Kendall campus, live streaming, how cool is that? Church Online, I would simply want to say thank you for all that you do, not just for the 25 years of leadership, but more importantly for the way that you've done it. We live in a world where the world is riddled with hypocrisy and daily scandal, and you've managed to lead this church for 25 years with humility, integrity, and honor. And that's something to be said about that. And you even realize, Bill, that today's really not about you. It's really about what God can do when somebody says, here I am, send me, Lord and the lives that are changed, the families that are restored, and eternities that are secured because of that decision. So thank you so much for that, Bill. Now, God doesn't call someone to the ministry by themselves. He calls a pastor with his wife. And Lisa's not here right now because she's hosting out-of-town family. We'll be able to see her a little bit later at the, uh, at the reception. But she's been such a blessing to us for the past 25 years, and I'm sure she's been a blessing to you for much longer than that. So I've got a video that I want to share to all of us from her. It's amazing. I cannot believe it has been 25 years since we came to University Baptist Church, now Christ Journey. Uh, I think back to those early days whenever we brought our two little girls, Corey and Jessica, that were in the third grade and the eighth grade, and we moved to Florida, which was very exciting. It was where you go on vacation. In fact, I remember David Weidman and Ron Sheffield showing us around whenever we were first considering God's call to come here, and, and David kept saying, You know, people save all year long to come here on vacation, and we live here. And he was right. He was right. We've said that line many times over the years. We live here. 
So today is just such a special day for us as we celebrate this anniversary and that we think about you all and, and your, as you as our family. In the 25 years that we've been here, there, it reminds me of this verse in Proverbs 3, uh, 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. It's been so awesome to share in so many of the wonderful celebrations in your life. Just many achievements that have brought made life so special and, and full and joyful. And then we've also been here with you whenever uh, we've shared tragedy and disappointment. As we have looked at those times together and as we have seen that God uses those times, even the hard times, to make something beautiful. We have trusted God through the disappointments and to see Him at work in our lives. And it, it, it reminds me of the verse in Isaiah that says God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we've gone through that together as a church. So I want to thank you for loving us today, for loving our family, for loving our girls all these years, and, and as they went from childhood into adulthood, for tolerating all the many pictures of our little grandsons that that just seem to appear on the screen sometimes. And in fact, we're, I want to thank you because you all have helped make it possible for our family to be here today. Not everybody, but almost everybody. I want to also thank you for, for not only loving our children and loving our grandchildren, but for loving us and for loving my husband. Um, it means a lot to me when you come up to me and say, I love my pastor because I love my pastor too. And I want you to know that since God brought us together over 40 years ago now, so I know the man that gets up early, early in the morning at first light, at 4 or 4.30 in the morning, to spend time with the Lord and to seek Him so that He can know how to lead and help us to love each other and to, to be on this journey together um, and to direct our paths. And it's not over. That's what's exciting, is that we're here. We sense God still has us here, and He has directed our paths for future um, accomplishments and exciting days ahead to help reach others in our community, to help them know Christ and to love Him and to grow to be more like Him. That's what we want to do, and we're not finished. So we look forward as we continue this journey together. Thank you. You're a very lucky man, Bill White. Can you join me up here? Well, Bill, I know it's probably been a little bit awkward for you having everybody up here, so we're going to give your time to speak to us. Share some words, please. Thank you. Um, you know what? We need to give a big shout out. Everybody, every campus, repeat after me. Nothing is too hard for God. Amen. Uh, two things occur to me today. God is really good, and God's people are very patient. 
know, how does anybody do what we have done? God is good and people are patient and, um, and visionary. The verse that comes to mind for me is Hebrews 12, one and two. Therefore, since we have been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily tangles us up and let's, uh, let's run with perseverance the race that has been set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is now set down at the right hand of God our Father. And the thoughts that come to me out of that are first this amazing cloud of witnesses that has been party to uh, the days, weeks, months, years, decades that we have shared in this amazing spiritual journey that we've been on. So it's impossible to pay tribute to everybody by name, but I have to tell you that um, the first thing, you know, the first thought that came to me on a, on a day like this was these are dangerous days. These are dangerous days because human nature being what it is, we tend to get our eyes off Jesus so quickly and so easily that the first thing I need to say is glory to God, all glory to God for whatever has happened in the 25 years that we've shared together. The glory is all God's. And the second thing that needs to be said is that the honor is the teams that has been party to empowering it and being the muscle and the heart and the bone and the sinew that has made the ministry happen. The vision of the... Uh, that, that early pastor search team that invited us to come, and then the incredible staff teams that have been assembled through the years, and then the tremendous lay leaders that have been like tip of this, well, let's try it, let's see. And the, the, this profound faith that just says, we're not here for us, let's try to extend it for others so that they can join us in the journey. So that great cloud of witnesses for me is layers of people upon which the kingdom of God is built. And, um, and my role simply gets to be like the horn on the car, you know, honk, honk, you know, I kind of sound off and I'm up front, but the real machine, the real heart, the real muscle is in the body. And so we want to honor the body as we give glory to God. And then here's what we also know. The fault needs to land with the leader. The fault needs to land with the leader. Where we've been too slack, where we've been too quick, where we've been too insensitive, where we've been, you know, whatever we've been, the fault lands with the leader. And, um, and so that's why I'm so grateful for your patience. Because many of you have worked personally with me and you've already experienced for yourself. Doesn't take long to bump into my limitations. But you can see how we need to pray that God's will gets done and, um, and then together we get to share his love. That's the cloud of witnesses that I'm talking about and the honor that we want to share together on the day that God has brought us this far. Now, the other reason it's dangerous is because you know that you don't drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. You know, it's really that big window that you keep forward, eyes forward. And so it's good to look back and say, well, what do these stones mean? Well, they mean God has been good and people have been patient. <laughs> And we're still on the way. So what does, what does that invite us to do? Fix our eyes on Jesus. 
we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. And, um, and then his mission forward for where he would take us in our marriages, in our families, in our communities, in our neighborhood, in our city, and in our world. It's incredible that, um, that we would get to be part of such a global impact movement as this unique, one of the most diverse bodies of Christ in the nation, in North America, in fact. But we are the nations. So if we just live the Christ life in our relational pathways, then the world is going to be touched. This is profoundly impacting to me. And, um, and I'm humbled every time I get to think that every time I have something, I have an opportunity to speak. Somebody may be hearing about God's love for them in Jesus Christ for the very first time. And um, if maybe, maybe that's you today. And you've been familiar with religion and with trying to do good so that God will bless you. But I discovered Christianity is something different than that. After trying that myself for a while and failing miserably and then feeling guilty and shamed and then trying to figure out some other way to get happy in life since that one really doesn't work, I was amazed to discover that God wants to know me personally and that that journey for me began when I just simply offered a prayer like this. God, if you're real, would you watch over me? Would you show me? It doesn't sound like a religious prayer, but it, it worked. And by the next day, 24 hours later, somebody was sharing with me how God loves me so much. Would you translate this into you? that you are made in the image of God, that God has created a space in you that he fits perfectly and nothing else in life can fill the way that he can, but that he does everything required to create that opportunity if we will just receive the gift. And then you can receive the gift just by saying, come into my life and help me to become the person that you have envisioned to fulfill the purpose for which you made me. In fact, could we pray that together? If, if maybe this is the day of salvation for you. Lord, if you're real, would you show me, take me beyond religion and help me experience you personally as we've heard these other people today talk about? Thank you for your love. Thank you that you have a plan, that I can be part of it. And I now open my heart to you, open my mind to you, and invite you to help me take the next step forward as I trust you to be my savior. And you lead me to follow you in my life. Now our heads still bowed just for a moment. If you prayed that prayer with me to begin your personal relationship with Jesus and would let me ask God's blessing upon your next steps of faith, would you simply raise your hand wherever you're seated right now? If you're joining us online, you can click the orange banner right there on the screen and we will be joining you in prayer. Ministry team at Kendall is watching and praying right now as well. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. To my left in the middle. Amen. Lord, we're so grateful that today is the day of salvation. 
that now is the accepted time for us to let you be our God, you be our Savior, and we pray for each person who has opened the door of their life that you might come in and begin that joy-filled journey, and we thank you for your blessing as we make our prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Don't go down yet. Don't go down yet. Angel, would you join me and stand? Rafa, come too. You're here. You got to come too. But Angel, stand on this side. I'll go on the other side. As, a, as representing our church body from the HR committee and I'm representing our staff, we want to pray for you. You're always praying for us, but we want to pray together for you. So let's join together in prayer. Join your hearts with mine. Lord Jesus, we are grateful that we get to sit under the leadership and teaching of this pastor, the one that you have assigned for such a time as this, for a long 25 such a time as this year's. And God, we ask that you continue to bless him and Lisa and his girls and his whole extended family, God, as well as this family, the Christ Journey family, God, as we step into the future and do even greater things in your name together. We ask for your blessing in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. You want to say thank you one more time?